0: Hey there, my name is Janny and I'm the host of What's On Your Mind. I interview guests about their weekly musings and Wikipedia rabbit holes, like toxic beauty standards, or the impact of redlining, or bees. Whatever it is, we'll process it together. We'll all learn a little something and take another step in creating our own stories, all while adding another laugh line to your face. What's On Your Mind brings you the newest mini-sode series, STFS. Stories of survival, struggle, and everything in between. JRPW Services and Be Fearless You Foundation are co-hosting this mini-sode series of What's On Your Mind to bring you a platform where we can all end the stigma around mental health and mental illness together. Conversation is powerful, and together through language and stories, we can stop the effing stigma. As a disclaimer, the stories shared on this platform may include triggering content. Please take care of yourself while listening. We will not be providing advice, therapy, or counseling. That is not the intended purpose of this space. If you are seeking professional advice or need to talk to someone immediately, please connect with a mental health professional or call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-TALK. That's 800-273-8255. McKenna Baxter shares her story of dealing with and recovering from a trauma that she experienced right before she started college. She shares how it impacted her throughout her college experience and even today, but how she also stays strong and focuses her energy on how to heal. Hi, McKenna. What's on your mind? Hey, um, so
1: I'm here to talk about how a trauma has um, affected my life permanently and probably will forever. Um... So when I was in high school, I was dating my boyfriend at the time, his name was Kyle, and we dated for a year and nine months, so about two years roughly. Um, I was a year older than him, and um, we were great together. He was the class clown. He was the football star. um, I was the more grounded one um he was the one you know at the basketball games he'd always be up in the stands embarrassing the crap out of me um just a super loving outgoing bubbly person who always had a smile on his face and um was always there for other people and you would have never known um what he was struggling with down deep inside and so when we when we were together he had um opened up to me about how the death of his father in second grade has had affected his life um, and how he just kind of deals with uh, depression every now and then. And, um, but you, you would never know looking at him at all that he was going through anything. And so um, about the last six months of our relationship, it was around the anniversary of his father's death and he just kind of started to go on this downhill spiral. Um, So he was crying all the time. Um, he had gotten two injuries that prevented him from playing football. When he had, you know, scouts looking at him for college offers, um, it, it was kind of like his world was just—he was losing everything. And so, me being a year older, I was getting ready to go off to college, and um, I had went to fish camp, freshman camp, um, and when I was there, I, I just. like this weight had been lifted off my shoulders. And so when I came home, I was on this high and it kind of just hit me. And I I thought to myself, you know, our relationship has recently become a little bit toxic. I don't know if I really want to be bringing that with me into this new chapter of my life. And so I broke up with him. um, And I had this weird feeling when I went to go break up with him that he was going to do something bad just because I knew he had anger issues um from from dealing with his past and his traumas and so yeah we broke up and then um I remember the day I got the phone call I had just gotten home from work and his mom was calling me and I thought well this is weird I I just don't really feel like talking to her right now but I just had this like my stomach dropped and I had just this sad feeling and I didn't answer it and then 30 seconds later my mom called me and I knew I already knew what they were gonna tell me and so I picked up the phone Ooh. And my mom was like McKenna you need to get over here kyle killed himself and um So I got in the car I don't even remember remember how I got there. Um I just drove and uh, I remember sitting outside on the sidewalk and the first thing I said was I want to see him and they were like you can't it's a crime scene like you don't want to see him like that you need to have good memories. and um, so I was leaving for college a week later and um, when when we had his funeral in between that time I think because people knew I we had recently broken up you know I had people coming up to me saying it's not your fault it's not your fault and And I knew it wasn't my fault because, and now looking back at the situation, um, he had made up in his mind a long time ago that that's what he was going to do. It wasn't, I don't think it was just sudden. Um, There was a lot of other things going on in his life at the time that kind of brought him to that point. And so if anything, I was the last thing he was holding on to. And so by the time that we had broken up, he, you know, he did what he did. And so here I am going into college. um, And I'm like, how am I supposed to get through this? Like, this is supposed to be one of the most fun times of your life. Um, I knew I was going to have to navigate through this, you know, traumatic situation that happened. And um, most people I think in that position would have not even gone and would have stayed home their first year to kind of heal. And um, I, I, I've just always had like a fighter spirit and a, and a strong take the bull by the horns personality. And so I immediately got into counseling. It was part of the tuition. I went to Texas A&M and I specifically got paired with a suicide counselor. So I was in counseling for about a year and a half there, a year and a half to two years. And um, I would have sessions two times a month. And she kind of helped me open up my eyes because I, I feel like suicide is a, it's a different kind of death and it affects people in different ways. So I, I really just had the mindset of, I know this is going to suck and I know I have to go through it, but I want it to be as easy as possible. So what can I do for myself to help myself heal from this? I come from a family who's involved with natural and alternative medicine and I didn't want to get on any prescription drugs. I said no to antidepressants, no to anti-anxiety medication. I just wanted to be able to walk through this situation as naturally as possible and let my body do its own thing. Um, and it was hard because I I really wanted to have a normal college experience and I couldn't and I did the best that I could. And so I got myself involved, um, as much as I could. I was fish camp counselor. I was on staff with the women's organization later became the president. Um, so I was really involved, met so many people. Um, but it, it was hard because people in college, they want to have fun. And I felt like I had this pressure to, um, it's like, I didn't want to be the burden. My friends knew I was walking around with, with this going on. And, um, it was hard to find that balance. And I also hate crying in front of people. I hate it, I don't like showing that side of me. And um, that was another hard thing too, is is I would cry in private. And I specifically remember my freshman year, I was in the shower and I thought I was in our dorm by myself and I just, when you grieve, like your cry is different, it's like a wail, it's like you're screaming. And my roommates were in the room and they came in and just kind of sat with me on the floor. So, um, and there were a couple of times like where I just didn't want to get through the day and I just, I stopped and I'm like, I don't even want to be alive right now because it's just so hard. And I was kind of like, why me? Like, why do I have to be the one to go through this? Like, why can't I have a normal experience that I knew that, you know, it clearly happened for a reason and that I was going to come out of it stronger. It just sucked in the time. And, um, and I think too, like I had this, you know, eight years later, here I am. And yeah, I've, I've healed a lot from it, but trauma is like an onion and it's like you have layers to it and layers of healing. And for whatever reason, this year specifically, Um, And I don't know if it's because of the pandemic and people have time to sit and think and reevaluate things. Um, I've been more emotional about it this year than I have in a long time. And I think I've realized um, how it has affected me with some of my characteristics. For instance, when I was going through that, I felt like I was kind of placed on this pedestal in high school and everyone looked at me a certain way. And so I felt like I had pressure to be the calm and look calm and walk with my head held high. And I just, I felt like I couldn't fall apart. I wasn't allowed to. And um, everyone was always like, you're so strong. And I think the thing that I hated the most was people would say, God wouldn't give you anything that you can't handle. And that, that always pissed me off because it's not about that. But nonetheless, I just, I had this this pressure to just, I felt like people were watching me and I had to act a certain way and I couldn't fall apart. And not only that, it's like I was the girlfriend. I wasn't a direct family member. And so I felt almost this pressure that I was the one that was supposed to move on quicker than the family because I'm not direct family. Um, so now in my adult life, when something is going wrong, I... I just don't. I'm not good at showing what I'm going through to other other people. It's I'm like more vulnerable and private because I feel this pressure that people are still watching me and watching how I'm gonna react to things. One day back to the counseling. One day when I was when I was walking to my appointment um, in fall semester because I had gone into A and M as a kinesiology major. I was gonna be a physical therapist, and I had this epiphany. I was walking to my counseling appointment, and it just hit me and It was like this voice had said, you need to be a teacher. And um, I just, I decided that day I called my mom after my appointment. I said, mom, I'm switching my major. I'm going to be a teacher. I need to be helping these kids because it had occurred to me so much that if Kyle could commit suicide and no one would have guessed that there's so many kids out there who are struggling and they don't have that hand to help them through it. And so um, I call Kyle in this situation, the catalyst to my life, because it completely changed um, the way that I see the world, the way that I see people um, being open-minded toward others, being a kind person, um, realizing that everyone is going through their own shit, everybody is. And um, what's crazy is as come to graduation, um I went into the district that him and I had graduated from. And I, my first year, I taught middle school. Um, so then I get this this call my after my first year. And it's from my old cheer coach that I had at the high school. And she says, hey, I'm um, getting moved up to varsity. Do you want to be my freshman coach and come over here and teach math? And in my head, I was like, do I really want to go back to the high school where me and him were walking the halls? Like, I just, I never had any intention of ever going back there just because of the memories. And, um, but I was looking at it as this is a cool, full circle situation. Let's do it. So I get my room at the high school and I knew exactly who the teacher was before me. And I walk into the room and he had let he was a football coach and he had left a bunch of posters up in his room that he didn't clean out so I go up to them and it's the football team and my boyfriend was in the photos in my classroom and I just it was crazy because I'm like here I am there's a photo of my boyfriend in in my classroom it's kind of like it was confirmation that I was on the right path um and when I Got into the real world, I think that because I had such a traumatic time trying to navigate through that in college, that even though I did the best that I could and I made great friends, I just, it's almost like I needed a fresh start and I kind of pushed all that to the side. Um, I don't really keep in touch with anybody from college anymore. I haven't been back to A&M since I graduated. Um, I just, I felt... Like, I just needed that fresh start. And um, I think that when trauma happens, everybody, it's like your fight or flight response kicks in. Are you gonna fight through it or are you gonna run from it? And at the end of the day, it really comes down to mindset. Um, because trauma, I've come to the conclusion that trauma is natural and a lot of people are gonna go through stuff. And if you have the right mindset and know that you're gonna learn something from it and you're gonna grow from it, but that it sucks in the time. Um, that's what's going to get you through is the faith and knowing that time heals. Um, And I'm so grateful. I would never wish that situation upon anybody, but I'm so grateful that I've had a lot of good come from it. I've met amazing people that I wouldn't have met if it weren't for, for that situation. Um, And I'm just, I'm very, very grateful. um, Where my life is now, I'm no longer teaching anymore in public education. I've changed my career again. Um, But it's been, it's been crazy. And and even an epiphany I had this year, because I said that this year was, uh, I had some realizations and just reflections on it eight years later, um, even with my dating life, because I think when you're in high school, um, people assume that it's just puppy love. um, And, you know, we were 16, 17, 18, and now that I'm 26, it's like it wasn't. It wasn't just puppy love. Like we we clicked, we meshed, we wanted to be in each other's company 24/7. We never fought. Everything just went with the flow, and that's how relationships are supposed to be. And so it's sad, but looking back at the guys I've dated and the relationships that I've had since, like that was my best relationship right there. Um, and I haven't, not that I'm sitting here comparing the next guy to him. Cause, um, it's not about that. It's just having that standard of this is how I want to be treated in the future. Um, and knowing that, um, you shouldn't settle for less. And so it's helped me realize that when it comes to relationships and just how it's affected me and my personality and how I deal with things to this day. And it's like, Eight years later, I'm still having to work
0: through some stuff. Um, so, yeah, that's my story. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm wiping away tears. <laughs> I'm trying to stay calm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Because it, it wow. brings a lot of emotion from what I shared with you, McKenna, with my own story and why we're, you know, we're so committed to sharing other people's story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: Yeah.
0: the trauma – I think I'm still, I think this year I'm finally starting to, you know, work through trauma. Um, you know, I didn't think my sister's death from suicide would impact me as hard as it, it did. That's why, you know, Janie and I sharing and talking with other people so that they can share their story. I'm going to cry. Sorry. Um, is so important. Yeah. Um, And I think you bring up such a good point too of like, you know, didn't realize that eight years later, this would kind of still be, you know, that trauma would still be a a part of you that you're still working on and addressing. And it's like, I think we kind of forget, forget that, that that happens to people like, and and especially you were talking about COVID, like, yeah, like now we're all alone with our thoughts. Like, of course, things Mm -hmm. are going to be bubbling up to the surface. And um, and I'm just curious about this. You don't have to go into detail, but um, I'm so happy that you were able to find counseling through your college because um, I know a lot of people don't have access to that. Was that cut off from you after you left college, or were you able to find a way to to stay connected to counseling and therapy? So
1: this is crazy, but apparently they limit you to how many sessions you can do, and oh, so
0: oh, I went too. Cut off. Yeah. Okay.
1: And um, I was cut off from that. But I I continued, like I said, I, and, and we have my family is very different. I was very open minded with ways I wanted to heal. So I actually dabbled into a little bit of everything I got, you know, energy healing done, I was on natural supplements, um, homeopathy, I just, I just knew I didn't want to get on normal prescription drugs. Um, And so I, I, I continued it. And I, I had another trauma I went through in college too. So it's like a double whammy. Oh man. Um, in 2015, my grandfather committed suicide. Oh my. So God. we all flew to Tulsa for his funeral, and my mom and I had kind of we already been through the whole thing, and we just felt numb. Like we just were like, we didn't really cry or break down. Just that I feel like once you've been through the weeping and wailing in the grief of a suicidal death it's hard to like you just know what to expect I guess it, mm-hmm. it, it, it was a weird feeling for me I just I I felt numb when when he did the same thing so um yeah it's I I lost my boyfriend and my opa to suicide I, I was like "When is this gonna I I think I think I've always had this thing of when is this gonna stop like when am I gonna quit having something happening in my life and um (laughs) I think now it's finally I mean fingers crossed (laughs) (laughs) everything's gonna be easier and I i I'm I'm grateful for it like I it's it's hard to say because people are gonna be like you're grateful that that happened well no I'm not but I'm grateful for everything that came from it we're all here on this earth and like it's hard to be a human and i think that there's it's hard to find good humans too and i just no matter what i've challenged myself to be good and kind and loving
0: thank you for supporting the podcast subscribe wherever podcasts are found and of course rate review and share with a friend if you want to learn more about me, you can check out my website, jannyrad.com. That's J A N I R A D.com. And find me on Instagram at J R P W Surfaces. Love the podcast music? That's BK Williams. You can follow him on Instagram, Brian K underscore Williams 28. Thanks for listening.